free men need to be able to protect their families. It's really sad to see people hurt, livelihoods destroyed, even homes destroyed, just to make a political point. Free men take action when churches face heartbreaking attacks. And while cowards stand idle, free men run towards the sound of gunshots when children are in danger. I'm so thankful for free men who stand ready with the tools of liberty. Jam. I will wait. I will wait for you. Yeah, no, we, no, we can't afford the I'm licensing. No, we that, can't. No, so, we can't. Yeah, no, we didn't. Maybe, not. maybe we can get permission. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's not how it works. On hey, YouTube. y'all! Welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. It's Pastor Toby Chuck Knox. I'm the Water Boy. It's it's good to be with you. And, and this is this is one of my my favorite shows that we've done this week. I'm can, pretty excited. I can see the disability yeah, be yeah, all about they're, you. They're a little yeah. excited. Yeah. Hey, before we get there, Gravity Jack is a full-service digital agency specializing in the development of virtual and augmented reality experiences, mm. mobile apps, blockchain, and Web3 projects. Founded in 2009 as the first American agency to offer patented uh, augmented reality, and they even, incredible. Pat- they even patented it. It's incredible. Gravity Jack's digital experiences have been a source of innovation for small business, Fortune 500 companies, and the U.S. military. So get your vision in motion today at gravityjack.com. Yeah. Mm. See, we now, are. I'm worried we have to pay for what you just got done singing. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. Yeah, it wasn't close. Okay. <laughs> the the well, algorithm, the YouTube algorithm, wouldn't catch it. <laughs> he was saying the words. Match another. Nobody will know what nah, it is. Yeah, okay, good. All right. Hey, really grateful to have us on Cross Baltic uh, today. Winston Marshall, mm-hmm. English musician, podcaster. He's the former banjoist and lead guitarist of the British folk rock band Mumford and Sons. Man. That's what Gabe was trying to sing a minute ago, yeah. in case you didn't know. What <laughs> Google it. He was Google doing. it. <laughs> Prior to this, he was also blue, Bluegrass, Sleaze Rap Group, Captain Kick, and the Cowboy Ramblers. Wow. There you go. Wow. Winston, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Gabriel, Toby, and Chuck, thank you kindly for having me on this very surreal show. <laughs> surreal. <laughs> so, wait, I didn't know about this rap group. Why come I didn't know about this rap group? Were you spitting bars? Well, oh. <laughs> well, now that you ask, <laughs> I, I myself wasn't. Although you can find it, it's I. I uh, it's, there's some deep buried into YouTube. I think our best song was one called um, which is a nine-minute rap, uh, which uh, uh, maybe a good starting point. But there, there, I wasn't. Rapping, I was sort of banjoing and, okay. and mandolin. So I won't be, won't be listening to that one with the family. <laughs> uh, no. yeah. Figure <laughs> that one out. Uh, so uh, it's sleaze rap. It was country rap. It was crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was yeah. crap. <laughs> no, no, no. It was really like, bad. Like, yeah. like it was like it was labeled that. Yeah, so you knew. So you should have known. The that words was... actually meant something. In today's culture, they usually don't. My bad. <laughs> so, so Winston, you know, um, I obviously I've followed Mumford and Sons for for the longest time, um, and then uh, I saw your story start to pop up. When you were, you know, with the band, you retweeted uh, Andy Nose book um, and said, hey, I can't remember. I don't even think you like just I don't even know. If, I can't remember if you favorably plugged it. You just retweeted it. And, and that was it. And then the Internet mob like came after you. Uh, and then I think later you put out an apology and then you took the apology back and stepped down 
from from the band. I know I'm kind of summarizing a lot and a little. We fill in some details there, and then I'll, I got some follow up questions there. Sure. This was 18 months ago, 19 months ago now. Uh, at the uh, pan- pandemic, so March 2021, mm. we're, we're in lockdown, and I'd been. I took the lockdown actually as an opportunity to to recharge and switch off. And I was reading all the books that I'd collected whilst touring around your beautiful, wonderful country mm. and um, and and around the world. And uh, this ranged from Tolstoy's War and Peace to Mao's Little Red Book and um, also things I was interested in. One of them uh, was Andy Knows. Well, I, I should say, actually, I at, at the time it, it, I wouldn't say it was a book that I would have thought was uh, it didn't it, it wasn't more important to me than any of the other books I'd been reading. But yeah. I was tweeting about all the books that I, I was reading, and um, Andy knows a American conservative journalist who covers far left extremism, and his book Unmasked Unmasked documents Antifa in America and uh, the BLM riots of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And the 19 deaths in the first 14 days of those riots, and the many businesses that were destroyed in that in those riots, and um, and the federal courthouse being stormed in yep. or seized rather in Portland yep. and Chad in Seattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, my uh, anyway, I, I tweeted it. I had about three three thousand followers on Twitter, right? So nothing. And uh, somehow, within 24 hours, it went up all the trending lists in my country, I think in your country as well. And I, it was a total dog pile and my life just completely unraveled. Mm. Um, and, you know, Twitter's not real life until it's real life. And this is mm. where it's real life is when the phone starts to call, uh, the phone start to, starts to ring and the people you love are worried and and uh, and just, it just felt, it just, it, everything ca- came undone. Actually, it felt quite like a spiritual attack. I was, I went to, to be with my mom and dad at that time. My mom, my mom, who's very sensitive to that, to, to to the to the spiritual stuff more than I am. For her, she was. It felt like the world was coming after her son, and and it was. I, I remember really feeling it most when I saw her reacting mm-hmm. to it all. Um, but um, my band were very upset, and I wanted to make this stop for them. They, you know, uh, the online activists were coming after them, and. I was also open to not knowing everything. Like maybe I didn't know everything about this topic mm-hmm. and maybe I didn't know everything about the author. So, uh, you know, one can't know everything. Thine ignorance of thine ignorance is thy fearest foe. I, I was happy to to be perhaps yeah. wrong on this. So despite being under, it was under considerable duress, but I was also open to being wrong. So I pu- uh, published this apology. And in the coming months, I really dug into the topic and uh, furthermore, the journalist in question was attacked again by these thugs in Portland and uh, black clad. Yeah. Um, yep. Can't even show their. They don't even have the courage to show their faces. Yep. And, and uh, there's footage online of him having to escape into a run into a hotel. And I thought, you know what? I'm a I'm a part of the problem by apologising for the. Uh, mm. I, I can't be an, an mm. apologist for this. Mm. Um, or, or or in any way claim it doesn't exist. Or you know and. Um, it really played on my conscience, and that the, there's a few other things going on at the same time. There's an there's an there's an essay published by Alexander Solzhenitsyn upon his exile from Moscow in 1974, yep. Yep. if not by lies, and it's four or five pages long. And there's one paragraph in particular, and it says 
something like uh, I'll get this slightly wrong, but um, and it's a translation of the Russian, of course. Uh, but uh, how, how are you to call yourself an artist or an academic if if you are not able to stand by the truth in your word? And and so mm. I, 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 for me, I, I was in this position where uh, not only as I participating in a lie, but also my my integrity was completely ruined. I felt like this apology uh, hung around my neck like a, a tablet of of shame, and. Um, and at the same time, I knew that in speaking the, the truth, as as I understood it, would be bad, would bring chaos to the band. And I was in a position where I had really, now with retrospect, eighteen months later, I felt like I didn't really have a choice but to leave the band. Mm. Um, so, so I left. And actually, now, difficult as that situation, that time was, I've rebuilt my life, and oh, well, rather, I'm rebuilding my life, and. The Lord works in mysterious ways, and um, so blessings, you know, uh, 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 are coming my way. And and, um, mm. and uh, I'm, I'm I wouldn't say I'm grateful for it, but I'm certainly, uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm past the kind of the hell of it, the the cathonic yeah. stage, certainly. Yeah, right. Um, so that that's fairly, I, I guess, a fairly detailed uh, <laughs> account account of what. Um, what happened and yet i still want to ask a bunch of questions <laughs> yeah, uh, so how long were you in the band 14 years so i was 19 when i joined the band um i'd been in bands from the age of 14 playing pubs around london and then we we happened to all be um playing the same pub circuit and there was loads of cross-pollination and playing in different mm -hmm. groups. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually we sort of coalesced around the singer. He had a bunch of songs and we all had a, a, a shared interest in touring. We loved playing shows. In fact, being on stage was like my favorite thing. Was, in terms of artistic expression, I I, I love being on stage. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was a moment of abandon. It's it's that place where you're, you you really reach the transcendental and it's uh, for me a very, um, I would actually say a sacred place, um, and a large performance, and and the commune with 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 an audience, and the, um, uh, uh, the so we did that straight away, and it started in pubs and to and toilets, you know, uh, yeah. and it grew and grew over fourteen years, and and um, we loved touring in your country, and we and we toured here extensively, and mm -hmm. and. Um, made four records a uh, bunch of L uh, eps as well uh, we did a, we did an ep in i think probably my favorite thing we did was ep in in south africa with baba ma we became very yeah. i don't know if you know yeah. Baba. he's kind of like the senegalese bruce springsteen yeah mm -hmm. um, okay. um, he's so he's such a badass as well because he could have that there's another great senegalese artist called um uh musum door musum door musum door Mm. You, oh, I forgot his first name. Uh, but he's you it's okay. We're Americans. We'll just be like, yeah, that was right. That was right. <laughs> you remember that song? Second, seven seconds away. Just as long as I stay, I'll be waiting. Oh, okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just keep going. Well, maybe not again. <laughs> if I get a free concert, am I going to stop you? I don't. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, but but Bob is this great guy, and all the other musicians in. Senegal ended up going into into politics, and he's he's just like committed to music, and and he's just an, and they, I, I mean that, and that they end up kind of getting corrupted or whatever. But anyway, okay. he's not he's a total inspiration. 
and continues to make beautiful music. And that, and I, I say that because the record we've made with him is probably the proudest thing. But I would say I was proud really of everything we did and yeah. remain proud. And, and um, uh, we, I, I'm really, I'm glad that those records remain and, and a testimony to, to the time, um, certainly my contribution to that to that band. Whilst well, I was yeah, there. well, I, I mean, one of the reasons that drew me to Mumford and Sons was, I mean, the lyrics were um, thoughtful and not, uh, kitschy they weren't um like the modern uh a lot of like a lot of lot, lot modern lyrics they're just you know soulless soulless and, yeah. and and just you know i mean you could put it you could type into chat gtp and that's what you'd get yeah <laughs> it, right. you know kind of thing and, and you guys weren't doing that and, I, and then of course just the complexity of of all the um uh instruments that you guys were putting together was is a really new creative sound uh, kind of based off of you know old classic rock, based off of old, uh, a number of uh, uh, folk, folk, yeah, yeah, folk rock and stuff like that. Well, so I, uh, that's what drew me to you guys in the first place. Part so. of the reason that I was asking about how long you were in the band was because you know when you when you're in a band, I did music. I wasn't at your level, but I know what it's like to be in a band, a long term band, a close band. And for something like this, you you protect your people, right? Like so, when this all came in on you, and you're getting pressure from your band. As an artist, I, I, I kind of want what Dave Chappelle has done, which is like, I'm coming here to protect comedians, period. You don't get to cancel us. Yeah. And I'm waiting. Well, where's why didn't the band say, listen, we might not agree with, with our guy here, but what you aren't going to do is crucify him. We aren't going to put him up to the altar for you so that we can get the high. Where was the where was that kind of relationship where it's like, OK, so we disagree with you. This this is a free world. Let the man read what he wants to read. Where where was that kind of mentality, and especially after spending 14 years together? Well, that's a, that is a very good question. And, and I think a question better asked to the other guys in the band Um but I, I, I will say that, um, you know, inevitably I did trip this crosswire and uh, on this hot button issue. And there and, and with hindsight, it's easy now. I can see that there are a bunch of issues that this kind of stuff does kick off on. And, mm -hmm. and so perhaps I should have I, sh I was a bit naive in into make, doing the tweet in the first place. Um, but then a lynch so, mob came for you. Let's say that you were naive. I'll give you all those, although I disagree. Let's say you were an idiot right, right, and you were naive. <laughs> but, but one thing, and, and, and this is me thinking about, you know, I want to be with the kind of people that we might have disagreements with stuff, but one thing they're not going to allow is a lynch mob to come after me, right? <laughs> when the lynch mob are you, came. Are you speaking like a black man now? That's that exactly what? <laughs> what I'm thinking about. When, when the lynch mob came, it's like, no, you don't get to have him. Right. And it seemed and what when I saw watching this, a lot of people who probably weren't necessarily they probably enjoyed your music, but they they listened to it here or there were closer to fighting for you than it seems like a lot of people who were closer to you. And I just what what's happened to artists where they used to be the fighters, they, they used to be the prophets and who would come in and say, here's the truth. This is the freedom we're fighting for. Let the man do his thing and back off. And yeah. if we don't have that in our artists anymore, then we don't have anybody who has clear vision anymore. If, if artists can't be free, then who's free? Then who's free? If comedians well, I, can't be free, then who's free? I, I think that you, I, I agree with you both. Absolutely. And um, I would I would say that there's a real problem right now in the creative industries. And there's a there's a couple of examples that come to mind. A year ago, if you remember, 
on the issue of vaccines, mm. Neil Young came out and said yep. to Spotify, if you don't take Joe Rogan's podcast down, right. take down mine. Now, this why this is uh, uh, specifically interesting and, and show, really shows the climate of the music industry, I think, is because freedom of association, of course, I support that. If, if Neil Young had just come out and said, take down my music, I don't want to be associated with something associated with Rogan, fair enough. But he didn't say that. He said this, take down Joe Rogan, i.e. silence him. Yeah. And that, that's a really crucial, that's a really crucial um, difference. Yeah, that's fair. There's another yeah. example that just happened, and I've written about this on my, on my Substack. Um, it was in January in, in England. There's a British Sri Lankan artist called MIA. She's actually- Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, of the British Empire, yeah, and she's been very outspoken against the vaccines. Yep. Um, and um, she was made an offer by a, a big London festival called Field Day Festival, and then they rescinded their offer, saying, being vague about it, but saying because of her politics. Now, again, she has not said anything that it, whatever you think about vaccines. Whether you support vaccines or not support vaccines, it's an emotional topic. How can we not show empathy, whatever your position is on that, and be like, okay, we disagree, but I'd like, this is the whole, as a, the human species have been under tremendous anxiety and stress for the last three years. How can we not have empathy for a fellow uh, man, in, in or in this case, woman? But, uh, you know, um, so what they did is they rescinded their offer for her to play, saying that, that her politics would be bad for their uh, stakeholders. By the way, there's another story because stakeholders, mm -hmm. specific language that derives from Klaus Schwab and, and the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, 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 it's stakeholder capitalism is a, a thing that he's been uh, pioneering for the last five decades. But anyway, that's another topic. Mm. But they rescinded their offer for her to play saying that your politics are bad for our stakeholders, wow. i.e. ticket goers. Well, who are they to say what's bad for their ticket goers? Yeah. And it, if does, does, does that mean that the only book artists with the correct politics, with yeah. the with who I and who decides what the correct politics are? Mm -hmm. Does that mean the only book artists who who think exactly as they do? And by the way, to quote your uh, former president Benjamin Franklin, if we all think the same, then no one is thinking. Mm. So, what their um, uh, field day are sort of implying that either going to end up booking artists who don't think, or artists will learn actually better keep quiet because we yes, won't right. get booked. And by the way, it is very difficult to make money as an artist. Oh, yeah. It is very, very difficult to make money as a musician. And it's also most people's dream because it's for so many people. Music is their passion. So when they see that, they're going to be like, you know what? Better I just keep my mouth shut, play the gigs. Festivals are a big payday. They're a great way to make a new audience. And I don't want to rock the boat. And I know this because I, I have private messages often from really big artists who, you know what, who like sympathize. In my case, well, they'd be like, I, re I actually read that book. What's the fuss about? Like, <laughs> and, and, honestly, yeah. and, and, and um, so artists now, they just, they, they learn to shut up. Yeah. And in, a, in an industry where the sine qua non is self-expression, right. <laughs> the fact that self-expression itself is now yeah. 
not it's not happening people are scared right what exactly does that mean for the future of the creative industries winston the problem problem with winston is he's starting to think but here's here's (laughs) the deal though winston this this is the type of environment that real artists would die for though like they want this smoke yeah go ahead you know what that's a very interesting very interesting point and and um uh, 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 that um, Ernest Hemingway said about Dostoevsky that Dostoevsky, as a writer, was forged in Siberia. As a write, uh, a writer is forged in injustice, as the sword is forged in the fire. Wow. And in, in, a, in and actually, that's really important, worth knowing, because I think for all of this stuff, and obviously, you know, what's happened to me, it doesn't compared to going to Siberia, obviously. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not being sent to the gulag. I'm not, I'm not. Yet. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> saying I have. But um, but nevertheless, in my own small way, there, there's been a slight sense of injustice. Although, as I said, I, I'm a big boy. I make the most of it. But uh, I do think that um, this will make greater artists. This, yeah. this ex- experience and this folly of the last three years, partly uh, due to social media, partly due to uh, the pandemic, I think turned us all a bit bonkers, partly due to a, a variety of politics that has just blown us all apart as, as, a, as uh, in, in your country and in my country. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it's, it's a weird time. It's not unusual to the human experience. There's, there are examples of this in history. This is not unique. There's examples, by the way, of quote unquote cancel culture that go very far back in history. Right. De- Tocqueville describes uh, what I would say is cancel culture in democracy in America. Mm-hmm. In that book, he describes how some political ideas are absolutely fine at the dinner table. And then there's a change. And then those ideas and people who possess those ideas need to be expunged like a cancer or uh, you know cut out like a cancer. Uh, of course, there's Galileo, a Percy Moivet, yeah. there's Socrates himself. The, so it, cancel culture, whatever you want to call, this is a very, very age old thing. And, and, and it's a, it's normal for humans to, to, uh, to behave like this. It's not good, but it's normal. Um, uh, so yeah, what it pretends for the music industry at the moment, it's bad, but uh, I hope for the creative industries, once we come out of this funk, want, uh, out of this, this bizarre, bizarre period, mm-hmm. hopefully there'll be, um, greater art for it. In fact, actually, I just saw in the cinema Tar with Clay- Kate Blanchett, and it's absolutely superb. And it deals with a lot of these issues in a very sophisticated but really human way. I really urge you and your listeners to, uh, to go and watch this film because it, it's the it's the first time where art, I think, is really examining th- this philosophically and and expressing expressing the nuances and it is the duty of art to express the nuances because <laughs> nuance is a nuisance to f- social media and twitter and all, all of that stuff so so it, i'm starting to see now actually maybe there's the industry is coming out of this uh this bizarre period you know winston um i, I as i look at the state of art, the state of politics, the state of culture, you know, we're, as we mentioned uh, before we got on air here, that we're just a straight up Christian show. Like Jesus is Lord over politics. We don't apologize for wanting to apply what we call the Lordship over politics. We believe that 
you know, Donald Trump should bow his knee to Jesus, and we believe your prime minister should bow his knee to Jesus, and we believe Vladimir Putin should, we believe everybody should. We believe Jesus is Lord over heaven and earth. And, but I think one of the, one of the reasons why we've gotten into the state and condition that we're in is because the church has become so impotent and so scared of being a leader in culture. Uh, I, I mean, I believe a hundred, if the church never would have shut down, at least here in America in 2020, we never would have had a pandemic. Never. It, well, it never I, I'll challenge that a little bit because yeah. I think, I think that, that you're, I think you're right in in identifying that there's there's a sort of malaise or or there's there's the the problem is that that there's a godlessness that's being taken over and and these other there's other ideas and ideologies are trying to fill that massive vacuum and um well for example in britain uh, the the latest census that came out last year we're now a minority christian country yeah and incredible um, uh, in, but there's another thing I would say, and I, and I, I don't I haven't fully fleshed out this idea, so I'm sort of thinking it out a, a little bit. But you guys might have some insight being American. Oh, I'm, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, I think that the history of the Protestant Church specifically has been one that adapts and um, and uh, there's there's uh, it, it adapts, and so there's many many sex to it and and uh, uh, it's able to find new communities and it has been able to grow by doing that as opposed to say the catholic and the and certainly the orthodox is completely on the other end where the orthodox it's it's almost you know it's almost hasn't changed in 2000 years um uh and uh, but the uh, so i i felt this way i was in um san francisco in november walking around and all the churches had rainbow flags and BLM flags and various progressive causes. Almost sometimes it felt like I didn't even see a crucifix. I just saw these symbols. <laughs> right. And for me, it was, it was, um, it was like they were because they're still Christian or would say they're Christian. Yeah. But it was like they were trying to take on these new faddy mm. um, political yeah. uh, mo- movements, which which some people are religious about, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, they and they and they're taking that on and and um and so trying to kind of make i don't know if, what the what the, the if there's an american tradition there of of trying to to be, keep relevant by bringing in these these new ideas uh, what's your what's your thought on that is I, is that is that something that do you think is real or do you think i'm misguided well good thing we I, got a pastor on the show yeah well, do you want to take the first hit i got i got an idea yeah. um, uh, a, a yeah. historical connection to that but, well go ahead the historical um uh, thing here is um wherever the protestant gospel had gone historically it turned nations into first world countries. You can basically lay out a map and see that wherever the Orthodox and Catholic gospel went, it would turn nations into second world countries. And so you, um, at one time you had the Protestant gospel, which is a, um, we'd like to call it maybe some sort of whiskey, scotch, con- concentrate gospel. It would have a massive impact on the nation so much that it would be an it would turn into an economic um, dynamite in 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 the world and artistic and creativity. and artistic creativity yeah. you know poetry everything would yeah, come look out at of the that. Renaissance right after the Reformation. That's yeah. right. The Reformation happened in the 1600s, and you have this explosion of art and so forth from that. Um, and then what happened in America? So um, there's this uh, uh, um, 
Puritan pastor, Cotton Mathers, um, or you know, post Puritan pastor. I don't know, you know, yeah. Puritan pastor. He's Puritan. He's Puritan. Uh, he said that um, faithfulness begot prosperity, and the daughter devoured the mother. And so that's what you're seeing here, I think, in America, where the church, where the church was faithful here in America. America started off as a Christian nation. They were faithful. God blessed our country, and then that prosperity devoured the church and the faithfulness of the church. And then that's why you're seeing a crap show really here in America. And it's all connected. You could basically connect every sin that's happening publicly in the LGBT culture and in the adultery, you know, um, uh, rampant in our culture, fatherlessness in our culture. You can, I think you could trace that back to the church uh, here in in America. And I was just going to add to that really quickly is I think um, related and to, to your point, Winston, just in terms of the the desire to like fit in, and I think um, th- this whole this whole dynamic is actually described in um, in Deuteronomy, where where God brings His people into the Promised Land and then says, "Now look, mm. I'm giving yeah. you cities you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant, wells you didn't dig, and here's what you're going to be tempted to do. You're going to be tempted to say." Sitting there all all fat and sassy. I built it. Look what yeah. my hands got me. Look how great we are. When he said the point should be this is all a gift. I'm giving you this as a gift so that you'll remember me and you'll teach your children to remember me and keep my commands. But I think that's tying into what, what Gabe was just saying is I think that's what happens is faithfulness freq- you know, begets prosperity. Faithfulness to God and his word begets um Families that love one another, generations mm-hmm. of families. Um, I think you know, people who tell the truth and work hard and are honest. Um, you know, you act, it's better for business. It actually works. Mm-hmm. And and I think what happens though is then people they are blessed by that. And the temptation is to think, look what I got. And then when you think it's you, when you think you're the one who did it, then you begin depending on people, on man, and not and, God, and pleasing man. That's right. Rather than pleasing God. No matter what, and I think that's the the massive difference that's happened is we we become and then you become fearful and and you're desperate for attention you're desperate for you know making sure you're keeping up with the fads you don't want to be canceled right because yeah. you care about what everybody thinks and not what God thinks rather than fundamentally yeah. what does God think and I I mean so I I mean I don't know if that makes sense to you but I that's how I would sketch it I'd like to just color that in a little bit further on I like the idea. I, I like the, the train of thought and, and um, with regards to prosperity, we are at, at a period of prosperity, certainly in the West right. uh, that we've never had before. And I think actually perhaps part of the, the disappearance, the slow disappearance of God is because, and certainly in my life, I've been closest to God in my points of most suffering and all of us will suffer inevitably, but, Whereas death was all around in those periods, you know, 2000 years ago. And now people can go quite a long time without really knowing suffering. And and I I want part of me wonders whether I I came to to Christ actually through through suffering, through a divorce. Uh, That's that was my experience. And and that was the the first time I I knew I really Mm. felt like I understood pain. And and. um, and I, and I, I, that's part of it. I think it's that the prosperity has pushed us away from from God in 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 a material the material the material abundance yeah. that we have has blinded us 
a little bit and it's the blessing and the curse because obviously we want prosperity for our right. for, for ourselves and for our neighbors um uh but at the same time we've we've forgotten about him right in, that's right in the that, that's time. the you know i i just want to color this a little more because when you are faithful to god you can't escape prosperity right so like, god, god blesses <laughs> right god, yeah, we aren't and, and we aren't scared of blessing and, in that sense and when god blesses you yeah. say thank you and you remember that it's not your like you said it's not your own self that got you here right and and so you know because but right now when we look at our culture and society we we can't look at that and think massive homelessness 40 percent of unwed uh women having babies as a form of prosperity right like that's not right so we've 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 we're actually in the slumps we we well, have well you have the, like we still we still have the we i guess we have i think that we have a we have the shell the, absolutely we have a shell of prosperity but i do think it's quickly crumbling i mean it's, it's, it's it, it, we should see it and say this ain't good matter of fact the state of the union is trying to get more money right that we just had yeah. to give Biden, to social yeah, yeah. programs to take care of people because they can't take care of yeah. themselves that's right and so you know in one and, sense uh, i'm sorry what you say no i was just gonna say i mean prosperity is all about where is it from and what is it for yeah i just don't want to free is don't, it from god and what is it for yeah it's for god you know and, it's for god it's for my family it's for others it's not for me I think there is a there is a, a, a you need something to collapse before you're humbled a lot of times. But I don't want I don't want to lose the fact that you can't escape the reality that God blesses those who are faithful to him. Yeah. Right. And actually being faithful in itself is its own blessing. Yeah. <laughs> right. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like so. But the thing you don't want to do is first Corinthians 10. He's like, you need to remember your forefathers mm-hmm. who complained Mm-hmm. In the wilderness, in the wilderness, yeah. and then God took them out. Don't mm-hmm. don't complain when you my, just to give you a little. Me and my family, um, God has been kind to us, and when God's kind to you, like horses in a stable, you get poo, you get a mess, right? But right. the Proverbs talks about where there is no horse in the stable, it's clean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> the mess is there. God gives it to you, and you say thank you for it because that means something is going on that's good, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that. There's a lot of blessing that we still have. There's a lot of faithful people. And we I think we need to look at our own situations and say, all right, Lord, thank you for being kind to us. How do we remain mm-hmm. faithful to you? And then the sin that's out there, how do we repent of that? Mm-hmm. And then because I, I think there's a there's a tendency right now to say, let's revolt against blessing because it gets us into trouble. Right. Right. I think there is a tendency to say, let's not do that, because if we grow and we get big, we get into trouble. But then that's being retarded. That's yeah. not that's not normal. It's mm-hmm. not normal not to grow. Right. right. And so there's this balance. It's like it's not one or the other. It's both in. It's like saying I don't want a car because I might crash it. Right. Or, exactly. you know, I, I don't want to grow up because, you know, then I have to pay bill. I mean, there's like h- hard things come with good things. Yeah. yeah. Mature. Yeah. 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 Be faithful. You know, yeah. be faithful to God in those things. Well, yeah. not, I'd say, Winston, you know, one of the things that I, I appreciated you from a distance was that I knew in some sense you took a big loss. Yeah. Um, it to. Um, end up living out the truth of not caving to cancel culture. Yeah. Uh, I appreciated you retracted, you retracted the apology. I thought that was the right thing to do. And um, you knew that that was going to come with, you know, you had to leave the band. You knew that that was going to put you in a situation where you had to leave the band. So, you know, I I mean, just from an artist doing what's right, sometimes you do lose a lot. And I think you did, but on the other side of that, this is, this is why it's so beautiful to be a Christian because this is, this is the life of a Christian. It's, it's death. You die to yourself and yet Jesus resurrects you into a new life. You, you think you're losing life. You're actually gaining what it really means to live for Christ. 
and this is this is why it's so hard, I think, to convince artists who are not Christians or leaders who are not Christians or, or anybody or anybody who's not a Christian to say, hey, you know, this you need to do what's right because that's a form of death. And and Jesus is going to raise it up on the other side mm. of that when the sun mm. when the sun rises again. Whatever whatever that trial looks like in your life, God has something better for you in your life. I'm talking to my kids about this. We're reading through the, the book of Joseph right now. Yeah, and and uh, we call it the, the book of Genesis. The book, but... the book of Genesis. We're reading through Joseph right now, <laughs> and that's the, that's the beauty about Joseph was like his his brother sold him into slavery. Right. And Joseph was not bitter about it. Wow. And multiple times at the end of the book of Genesis, he says multiple times. Uh, not just once. We missed the first time. He, he says, God meant that for good. I went. God sent me before you to save yeah. you. And that's and that's just glorious. But you can't you can't process that as a Christian. We had this guy on last last comment here. We had this guy on yesterday. He said something really helpful to me. He said, um, your eyes will not see what your mind cannot comprehend, is not ready to comprehend. Your eyes will not see what your mind is not ready to comprehend. And and you can't comprehend this death and resurrection narrative in your life if you can't see Jesus first. Mm. If yeah. you can't see Jesus working in your uh, loss, working in your you know cancel culture moment, whatever it is, um, you, you, you're in a beautiful position to trust in the Lord, knowing that God is going to work good out of this whole situation. So, yeah. I, you know, I appreciated that. Must I want to give you the last word here too? I just want to say with Gabe, you know, watch you taking the lumps for your band. It sounds like, and I could be wrong, but I thought I heard you say that you're the one decided to quit the band. I just thought that you you took the lump, you yeah. know, and so that yeah. they can continue to go on. And that was very Christ-like because you took the death. Like that's a death blow, right? Yeah. <laughs> Changes everything in your life. And I just thought that was a very bold move to do and to, to protect them, even though that wasn't the same situation happening for you. So anyway, last word to you, sir. Well, you, you've all of you very... Flattering. I, I, I'd say it, I, it's, it, I find it a little bit embarrassed to be uh, compared to Christ. Obviously, our Lord and Savior, and and it's what I've gone through. It's not compared to it, but if, in fact, he he died the ultimate death, um, and 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 suffered the most unjust of all deaths. I mean, mm -hmm. he Certainly. literally did nothing, um, and um, uh, and uh, so that so that we might um, might be saved. And and I, 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 I say a couple of other short things is it, firstly uh important to note you know, i'm in a fortunate position you know the band made money and 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 you know i i'm not i'm not going to pretend like a like a like it's all you know i sure. i gave up what i loved but i'm okay and and i'm a big boy like i'll be fine i'm gonna <laughs> i'm working hard now on different businesses and projects and 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 it's fine but um but but i i did think well if if, if i'm in this position and i can afford to do this how are people who who don't have money, who have right. got yep. responsibilities like mortgages and families who mm. are self-censoring on, on various different topics. Like if I, if, if I'm not going to do it, then there's no chance anyone else can be expected to do it. And so actually I feel quite a lot of sympathy for people who, who don't speak up because actually Amen. life is very yep. complicated and, and we mustn't judge those people because actually family it's pretty worthy and, and a, a thing to, to sacrifice for, I would say, if not the, one of the, if the, the thing um and and uh, i'll finish and, and unfortunately uh kanye west's last few months have, have uh, <laughs> made it difficult for me to uh, <laughs> uh, quote him about without a caveat but he said something um uh I, i'm a, I, I love his music and and um was a great admirer of of some of the things he says until uh, this recent stuff which uh, we all know but um he said something uh, a couple of years ago he said 
fear God and you shall fear nothing else. Yep. And and that's not to say that God is to be feared, like he's God is love. Right. But I think what it means is revere God, because if you revere God, there is nothing here on earth that you need fear. Right. And 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 for me, that that has um really helped me through the last couple of years. Mm. Well, that's, oh. that's a good word. I didn't know this interview was gonna go that way. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, gentlemen, uh, Gabriel, Toby, and Chuck. Thank you for having me on your show. God bless you all. God yeah, bless you God bless you. If Keep you're up single, good work. get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. One of the days. Until we see you yeah. again. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. While God created the world, the morning stars sang together. After God delivered Israel through the Red Sea, Moses and Miriam led the people in singing. God destroyed Israel's enemies under King Jehoshaphat while the choir sang. When Jesus was born, the angels sang, and before going to the cross, he sang. God rejoices over us with singing, and one of the only things we know for certain that everyone will be doing in heaven is singing. At New St. Andrews College, we understand that music is not an elective. It is central to our being and identity. We endeavor to train all our students in a joyful and robust musical literacy that will help them shape culture in a Christ-like direction wherever they go. Additionally, we offer the Certificate of Music in conjunction with our bachelor's degree in liberal arts and culture for students who desire extra music training beyond the regular music courses they will take as a part of the core curriculum. In the certificate program, you won't simply appreciate music or listen to it or talk about it. You will do music. You will study it, analyze it, read it, write it, sing it, and play it. You will receive private instruction in your primary instrument as well as secondary lessons in voice, piano, conducting, and other instruments. You will receive a solid foundation in music theory and analysis. You will study music history, church music, and music pedagogy. And when you graduate, you will leave with the ability to sing, play, understand, and steward music in whatever church or community you plant yourself. I'm Dr. David Erb, and this is the Certificate of Music at New St. Andrews College.